Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Evan with Allison show. Thank you so much for giving a listen. and. A lot of things has happened since I recorded uh, a podcast. So, I've past couple weeks for the Packers, I've done a Facebook video from Talking Sports with Evan. Go ahead and give it a follow on Facebook if you might, if you will. But I haven't recorded a podcast in a couple weeks, and I apologize for that. But a lot has happened since I last recorded. The Packers are four and zero. The offense looks unstoppable. Aaron Rodgers looks like he is in MVP form. Aaron Jones is going to get paid, um, preferably eh, kind of torn if I want the Packers to spend the money it's going to cost to keep Aaron Jones in Green Bay or not, because typically think bad things happen when you pay running backs, but you know we'll see what happens with Jones if they do decide to pay him. And uh, Devontae Adams has missed the last couple games, and the offense have not missed the beat, and Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers I think are the biggest reasons for that as Rodgers is in complete control of the Matt LaFleur offense. So there's that. The Milwaukee Brewers, unfortunately, 2020 season has come to an end um, since I last spoke to you all. They did make the playoffs, and a week ago tomorrow at the time of recording, um, their season ended with a 3 nothing loss to the Dodgers. They lost game one of the Wild card round four to two and game two three to nothing and just like the season went most of the way with limited offense and outstanding pitching that is how the season ended too so have that to talk about Aaron Rodgers I have some you know things to talk with about him as well so Mr Rodgers he has been a uh, guest on the Pat uh, McAfee show the past uh, basically all year so far and. He uh, had some comments to make for his, um, I guess, haters. Um, you know, people that have been critical of him, and he's been getting a lot of pushback um, from people, fans, media for his comments, saying that he sounds quite uh, cocky, um, arrogant about that, and then also some not so nice words about the uh, some mem- some people in the media um, looking to do clickbait articles. To, uh, to try to get you know to get their 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 articles across, and I think he has um, an argument there. And in the past, you know, we've seen it. And I'm not I'm not one to criticize the media. I am technically in the media um, with working part time with one of the uh, you know ra- local radio stations here in the area. Um, but I, I'm going to talk a little bit about that as well. So I hope you enjoy the show. You can follow me on Twitter, 
at Evan with Sports. You can like my page on Facebook, Talking Sports with Evan, and uh, share this podcast if you enjoy it. But before we do jump into the episode, before we start talking um, Brewers and Packers and giving you know me giving my thoughts on those, I do have to encourage you all. So I am a health fitness coach. I, I work with Beachbody, um, and I follow their programs, eat their you know eat the, their meal plans, do the best that I can, and drink their shakes. And I want to strongly encourage all of you to do that as well, or just find some way to keep yourself healthy, both mentally and physically. So the, the pandemic that we're in right now, having limited ability to be in large groups, being around people, um, it, it causes a lot of strain on your mental health. Also, you know, if we don't take care of our physical health, eating properly, getting proper exercise, um, cutting out things that damage us, um, we're going to be more prone to the more severe cases of this whole COVID-19. So the thing I like with Beachbody, so Beachbody On Demand, I've been a Beachbody On Demand member since uh, Beachbody On Demand was launched. What that is, is you get every workout program they have ever put out. Insanity with Sean T, Country Heat with Autumn, um, 21 Day Fix with Autumn, P90X with Tony Horton, Shift Shop, um, 22 Minute Hardcore with Tony Horton, um, Core to Force, uh, 10 Rounds, Lift 4. You, you get a lot of options that you can do in the comforts of your own home. Some you need very little equipment. You just need some room. And you have the app. You can do it anywhere. You have internet or you can download the workout to your phone or your tablet or your, you know, you can download it to the app and you can use it offline as well. So I love it because I love the the options it gives me and I'm able to take care of my mental health with my workouts and I'm able to take care of my physical health with the working out and then eating to the best that I can the meal plans that come with every workout program that they have. Plus drinking my daily Shakeology, you know, doing those things is helping me stay in good health. And if I am to eventually come down with COVID-19, I'm giving my body all the ability possible to fight off um, the illness if I can. The other option you have, and especially if you're in southeastern Wisconsin, Racine, Kenosha area, look up uh, Flex Gym um, on Horlick, uh, right across the from Horlick High School on Rapids Drive. Great gym, great environment. It's clean. It's safe. Check them out. Talk to the the, the management team there. And they can, you know, give you everything you need to know on signing up. When I do go to the gym, that's the one I choose to go to. Um, other than that, I work out at home. So go ahead and check them out. I think you'll enjoy it if you're in Racine, Kenosha area. So, first off, I want to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers before I get into the Packers. Um, so the Milwaukee Brewers, they did make the playoffs. 60-game season, and yes, I know 16 teams made the playoffs, so it's not like, you know, whip-de-doo, pretty much more than half of baseball teams got into the playoffs. But the thing is, they still got in. The third straight year, first time in team history, they're in the playoffs. I wish they could have finished 500, at least, 
didn't happen. But hey, you can't get all that you want. But I know there's a lot of negatives around this season with the Brewers. Christian Yelich, a two-time batting champion, batted, I think, 210, if that. And he seemed lost at the plate at times. Keston Hira, his first, I guess, technically full season in the big leagues. I guess 60-game season. He played in more big league games last year. But still, um, it's his first full ride in the big league level. And he struggled at times. Sometimes he would be on fire. Other times he would be ice cold. Justin Smoke, he didn't make it through the season before the Brewers let him go. Logan Morrison didn't make it through the season before the Brewers let him go. Urias, uh, great in the field. Bat started hot, but he struggled towards the end. Eric Sogard is what he is. But there's some positives with the team, too. And I think baseball in general, for the majority, a lot of guys struggled offensively. And I don't know if it was a wider strike zone, which manager Craig Council has alluded to in the past. I don't know if it was the change in, in uh, routine um, not having a typical off-season, not having a typical uh, spring training, and you had your summer camp. I don't know. It might be a mental thing with Yelich. I don't think it's physical. Um, but, you know, having the off-season is probably going to help him. Same with Keston Hira. But, there, you know, Chris Bryant, for example, for the Cubs, he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Javi Baez was struggling. Uh, Mike Trout struggled for a while. Cody Bellinger, last year's MVP, struggled this season. So offense in general, in baseball, there is a struggle there. And again, I don't know why, but I think some of it had to do with the, the change in, in routine that players typically do. They, they were limited on things they could do, do uh, at the stadium. They didn't have off days like they typically have. You play three games, you get a day, you get a day off for travel or whatnot. Then you play four games sometimes. You know, they, they didn't have their normal baseball routine. And that affects different people. That affects people different ways. So hopefully next season the Brewers can get back to some normalcy at, at the, at, 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 in, in baseball. Hopefully they can. But there are, were some positives. And, yes, uh, it's easy to point at the negatives. Uh, Bro, uh, Brock Holt is another guy that didn't work out that uh, they sent away um, fairly quickly. You know, some of David Stern's moves, unfortunately, didn't work out. But that's the nature of baseball. You try to make a roster that you think is going to be, you think is going to give you a competitive chance. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. And then, you know, Lorenzo Cain, and I don't, you know, Lorenzo Cain, a lot of respect for big fan of his he did what he felt he had to do after the st louis cardinals had their their um had their issue of covid and then the miami marlins before them he did what he felt he needed to do and i think that took a, a big chunk out of this team as well but i, I keep like i've said I, I, I think three times now there is some positives so look at the you know start with the offense jed jerko he looked to be his typical self, um, like not typical self, but, you know, he looked around, if not a little bit better than he typically performs at the big league level. Last year, he had a lot of injuries. He's healthy this year, and he hit the, hit the ball pretty well. Brewers, if they bring him back, I'm sure there's going to be a, 
spot for him at third base or uh, short or uh, first base or occasional DH, and he, he can play pretty much all over. He's played second base before, so that's a positive. Um, defensively, Omar Navarez played extremely well. Now he's a guy that's known for his bat career coming into the season. I believe was a two seventy six. Excuse me. Career average, he's now down to, I think, 274, um, something like that. But he was a guy known for his bat. He, his bat struggled this year. But behind the plate, he played extremely well on the defensive side. Um, Nottingham played pretty well defensively. Yes, his bat's not that, that great anyway as either, but he played really well behind the plate. Did, did extremely well. Um, Orlando Arcia, he's a guy who... Last year, struggled mightily, swinging the bat, also struggled in the field, which is what his strength is. He had an outstanding season with the bat, and even, you know, he did pretty, you know, more up to his standards defensively. Yes, he still, you know, struggled with some throws here and there, but he had a stepped-up year. Now let's look at pitching, Okay. Brandon Woodworth, at times, looked to be the, the ace of the rotation. Yes, he struggled at times, seemed to hit a wall what, right around the fifth inning, but he's a guy that when he was locked on, he was locked on. Um, Corbin Burns, he, a great 2018 season for partial season, struggled in 2019 to find anything, and in 2020, Corbin Burns was a dominant pitcher. You know, he, he deserves consideration for the Cy Young Award with what he was able to do this season once he got back into the starting rotation. Devin Williams. Outstanding Devin Williams. He has to be he has to be the reliever of the year. There's no other way around it. Outstanding changeup, nasty fastball, and he was probably the best reliever in baseball this season when he got when he got into into the groove of things. Um, uh, Josh Hader looked to be the Josh Hader that we're used to seeing. Now he's a guy that may be traded this offseason to try to bring in some new, uh, some offensive guys and try to maybe restock the the upper level levels of the farm system a little bit. But he played extremely well. Freddie Peralta looked really good at times. Drew Rassman looked decent. Uh, Justin Topa, Eric Yardley. Um, Alex Claudio and Corey Knebel, he, uh, towards the end of the year, looked to be the Corey Knebel of old. And he's a guy, you got to remember, had Tommy John surgery. Um, it's going to take him a little bit to come back from it. Brett Suter um, pitched extremely well at times. And jumping back to offense, Daniel Vogelbach, he's a guy that had five hits coming into Milwaukee for the season. Couldn't find anything with his bat. And Vogelbach, just outstanding in Milwaukee, his time in Milwaukee. He he is under team control for the next several years. Adrian Hauser needs to find whatever he had and then lost. Uh, Brett Anderson pitched really well before um, Blisters got the best of him, which that's what, uh, why he started the season um, on the on the IL injured list or injured reserve, whatever you, whatever baseball is calling it these days. I know it's not the DL anymore. So, yes. Yes, there are negative. There is negative things that happened with the Brewers this year. But there are also a lot of positives.
and over 162 game season, are the Brewers going to be significantly better? I don't know. But pitching was good. They had some offensive guys better. And I think if you get a, if the Brewers are able to get a offseason that's more routine and more typical, I think they're going to do better with that. The other comment, too, I don't see Christian Yelich batting 205 again. He's just too good of a hitter. Um, the only downside is with the Brewers, payroll might be cut significantly due to having no fans this year because of the you know COVID crisis. So, but we'll see what David Stearns can do. I'm going to talk about that on another day. I'm going to you know reach out to a couple people to see if I can get them on to do an interview um, for an episode and kind of talk about what the Brewer offseason could look like. And then there's a big question mark on Ryan Braun. And he's, that's going to be a topic uh, for a whole show coming up as well. So, moving on. If you have any comments you want to make with the Brewers, uh, at Evan with Sports is my Twitter handle. Talking Sports with Evan is my Facebook page. You can email me, CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. And you also can use that email address for talking about Beachbody On Demand if you want to learn more information. Shoot an email to that email address, coachevan66 at gmail.com. So moving on, Green Bay Packers, 4-0. and oh. All we heard most of the offseason is there's going to be a natural regression for the Packers. They Most of their wins last year were by eight points or less. They had you know, a pretty healthy team. And they got really lucky last year. This year, they're supposed to have a regression. They don't draft a wide receiver in the first round, which everyone and their mom wanted them to. I, I want them to draft a tackle, but that's me. Um, they they draft a, a, a running back in the second round when you already have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. They draft an H-back, fullback, tight end in the third round. And they don't draft a wide receiver at all. Then the wide receiver they signed as a free agent opts out. And everyone was like, how are the Packers going to move the football? How are they going to move the ball? How are they going to be able to move the football consistently this season with their lack of offense? Because they don't have anyone at wide receiver outside of Devontae Adams, who's an extremely underappreciated wide receiver in the NFL. Well, Matt LaFleur, he, the, the playbook is strictly Matt LaFleur's. They're not doing any of McCarthy's uh, uh, game plan playbook plays that they did a little bit last year to kind of bridge the gap with Aaron Rodgers' first year in the system. And Aaron Rodgers looks to be in complete control of the offense. The offensive line has been outstanding, even with the revolving door at, at times at the right side of the line with um, Lane Taylor getting hurt, Lucas Patrick having to leave for uh, part of a game, John Runyon played decent week one, Um, Rick Wagner had to play tackle um, after Lane Taylor got hurt, and after Lucas Patrick gets hurt, he has to go and tackle. He played well. Billy Turner has not been bad. He hasn't been special or great, but he hasn't been bad getting back in at right tackle. 
Lucas Patrick has been extremely talented at guard this year. And the left side of the line with Bakhtiari and Elgin Jenkins, dominant. And you got your ankle anchor and uh, Corey Lindsley. So the offensive line's been outstanding. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams looked very good at the running back position. Jones, to me, is a superstar. And they're finding guys to get the ball to MVS, um, Alan Lazard before he got hurt. He had a big game against the Saints when Devontae couldn't play because of hamstring. This past game against the Falcons, Robert Tanyan had a huge game to go along with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Malik Taylor had a big catch on fourth down. Shepard had a couple nice catches. MVS had a few big catches on third down. So the thing is the Packers are finding ways to move the football. And that is what this offense, which is centered around uh, Mike Shanahan, even his offense, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. Um, what you're seeing in Green Bay is what the offense looks like when you have a good quarterback. The Rams have a decent quarterback in Jared Goff. The 49ers have an okay quarterback in uh, Garoppolo when he's healthy. But the Packers have a Hall of Fame level quarterback running this Matt LaFleur offense, and he is in complete control of it. And right now, it does. It looks like it doesn't matter who the Packers put out there on offense to catch the football. They're going to get guys open, and Rodgers is going to find them and get them the ball. Rodgers seems a lot more trusting in guys outside of Devontae this year, and he's getting that ball out quick. You know, there's a few times this past Monday night where he held the ball pretty long um, as guys struggled to get open from time to time. But overall, he's getting the ball out quick. He's not taking any unnecessary hits, and he's taking some chances when needed down the field. Tyler Irvin has been extremely well, and the Packers are doing a lot of motion. I think they're top four in the NFL per in motion uh, in uh, sending guys in motion. And under Mike McCarthy, they hardly ever put people in motion. They hardly ever move people around, and that's what we're seeing in Dallas right now with McCarthy. Um we're seeing a bunch of different types of formations being put out there that puts a lot of pressure on the defense, bunch formations, trips, uh, jet sweep actions, uh, wheel routes and whatnot with running backs. And I, I'm just highly impressed with what this Packers offense has been able to do. Um, they are the first team, I believe I read, in NFL history to, or in a very long time, if not history, to go three, uh, four straight games scoring 30 or more points. And they put a lot of pressure on the defense of the opposing team. On the flip side, defensively, the, the Packers leave some things to be desired. You know, the defensive line-wise, um, they're not that great at defensive line, even with their pro bowler and Kenny Clark. Because uh, Lancaster had his best game of the season against Atlanta. And Dean Lowry, to me, are not every down defensive lineman, but with what the Packers have, they're forced to be. Kiki's still young, but he looks impressive. Um, and, you know, they've just struggled with tackling this year. Um, but I'm going to say that maybe Kirksley getting hurt this uh, against the Saints, that might be a blessing in disguise. Because <clears throat> Ty Summers 
you know, he has he do some work on tackles, but he he's looked pretty decent uh, out there. And then the the uh, trying to find his name. He's been playing uh, middle linebacker starting week one. They brought him up from the practice squad. Um, Chris Barnes. That kid has been impressive, and he he. Doesn't he has no missed tackles on the season? He's quick to the football. He's done some pretty good things in coverage. He he's done some really good things. And when you got Kamar uh, Martin, who looked really good in training camp before getting hurt, coming back soon to go along with Ty Summers, they finally have a young middle linebacking core that makes you go, hmm, they could have something there. But they do need to see better production from. Uh, Zadarius Smith, who did finally have a huge breakout game against the Falcons, three sacks. We need to see more, you know, we need to see him continue now build off that. Need to see more from Preston Smith. He is, he has to drop back and they've been dropping him back in coverage a lot lately, but we have to see more from him. And Rashawn Gary has been done some good stuff out there. He just needs to get that ankle healthy, get back out there, and continue to build off success. That's what we need to see. But overall, Packers 4-0, happy to see it. I've seen Vernon Scott, so you can't say this rookie class isn't producing because I've seen Vernon Scott out there producing. Degara, before he got hurt, was doing some stuff. Now he's hurt again. Um, John Runyon played extremely well when he had to. So... Interested to see how long the Packers can keep this up. Now, the big test is going to be when they act, they play somebody who is able to slow down the offense. Is Matt LaFleur going to be able to make the adjustments? Is Rodgers going to be able to make the adjustments to switch things up to get the defense on their heels again? So that that's what we need to, to wait and see. So in, And then the last thing I want to bring up. Aaron Rodgers, under some hot water right now, due to a a comment that he made, a couple comments that he made on the Pat uh, McAfee show. Um, Tuesdays, every Tuesday, he's on with Pat McAfee. And and I'm going to play the clip for you. I'm going to play the clip for you. And then I'm going to comment on it. I mean, I don't know. Every every team is different. Every year is different. And, you know, circumstances in, in any year which allow you to have more success or, or make it more difficult for success just kind of depends on the situation. Um, it does help being in the second year, for sure. I feel a lot more comfortable. But, you know, I, I, I sometimes laugh when people talk about, you know, down years for me because a lot of times down years for me are career years for most quarters. So I, I've, seen, I've seen guys complaining that he sounds extremely arrogant and cocky with that comment that his down years are a lot of quarterbacks' breakout years. And I get Rodgers has not played up to the standard the last two seasons that we're used to seeing Aaron Rodgers play. I understand that. He left a lot of plays on the field as well. I get that. I understand that. But it's not like he was bad last year. A lot of quarterbacks in the NFL would kill to have his numbers. The Bears would love to have the quarterback have the numbers that Aaron Rodgers had. The Vikings would love Kirk Cousins to to play this season like Rodgers did last season. The the, the uh, Washington football team, the Miami Dolphins, they would love to have 
a quarterback doing what Aaron Rodgers did last year and the year before. They would love to have that on their team. I think I saw Washington has had 32 different quarterbacks uh, since, I think, Mark Rippon or something like that. Ridiculous. Like, they, they can't. They can't field a quarterback. The Jets would probably love to have that production. The uh, the Chargers, which Herbert's been playing really well the past couple weeks, so maybe not the best example. But the, the point I'm trying to make, the majority of teams in the NFL, outside of a handful, would love to have the numbers that Rodgers put up the last couple years. It, the, the people saying that he was washed up, I, I'm pretty certain that he heard all that, and he's on the, uh, the revenge tour. Um, a One of the guys I have a lot of respect for in the Milwaukee media market, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, before last season was talking, Rodgers is going to be on his MVP revenge tour. I think he got it a year late, because I think he's on the revenge tour this year. To think that Rodgers was not going to show improvement this year from last year, is dumb because now he's in year two of a brand new system and he still did pretty well last year and in a new system even with some elements from Mike McCarthy but to think Rodgers was going to fall off a cliff when he still can make all the throws he still makes plays that make you go wow obviously it was over over exaggerated because Rodgers he looks to be in complete control of everything on the field. He got the Falcons to jump off sides with a hard count, saying hard count. Like, he is just in control. He, he, and he hasn't lost that. He's extremely intelligent. And here's this thing that is probably, you know, the, the, the rest of the NFL should not be, you know, too happy about. Rodgers looks like he's having fun again. Last year and the year before, it didn't look like he was having a lot of fun. But now something's changed because now it looks like he's having fun. He's smiling. He's laughing. He's being goofy. He's doing the interview every Tuesday with um, Pat McAfee. Um, years ago when he was MVP form, he was doing a, a every Tuesday with Jason Wildey of ESPN Wisconsin. Tuesdays with Aaron. And Aaron was playing at an incredible level. So I don't know if he needs to have more access to the media in order to play extremely well, but whatever it is, I'm excited for it. So with that said, I want to thank you all for listening to the show. Please share it. Oh, and the audio clip was courtesy of the Pat McAfee show. So, but now, thank you for listening. Please share the show. Please encourage other people to listen. Please, uh... Subscribe. Um, you can find the Evan Wattallison show on iTunes, on Spotify, on anywhere, any platform you can think of. When it comes to podcasting, you can find the show. Share it with other people and rate it. And if you want to talk to me at Evan with Sports on Twitter, Talking Sports with Evan on Facebook, Coach Evan66 at gmail.com. You can send me an email. So thank you for listening, and I will get back at you next week to talk Packers Buccaneers, and I'm also going to be working on getting a a show to talk Milwaukee Brewers offseason and specifically talk about Ryan Braun. 
So hope you all enjoyed. Have a good uh, rest of your evening, week, weekend, whenever you hit play on this, and I'll get back at you later.